All right. Welcome back to another edition of Vegas Sports Nation. Back here on another great Tuesday. Uh, last Tuesday this time, we were talking about those Rebels. Got some news about the Rebels, and uh, they are moving on to the Mountain West Championship. We'll talk to Hunky Cooper uh, when he uh, he should be calling in here in the next few minutes. But let's jump right into it, fellas. Brooks to my right, Stevie Slapshot to my left. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. Just happy to be here. Doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. Way better than the Las Vegas Raiders. That's okay. They beat the teams they supposed to beat, and they lost to the teams they were supposed to lose to. That's what happened. They beat them for the first half. <laughs> the first two quarters. Well, yeah. well, first quarter and a half. Quarter and a half. But you got to remember something. This team is playing on emotion, and uh, they're playing on uh, let's win the, for the Gipper, right? Let's win it for AP. Let's try to win. But you've seen what the Kansas City Chiefs were <laughs> built, how they're built, right? Um, but I didn't expect, did you expect them to win against the Kansas City Chiefs? They played, they was competitive in the first half. They got down and got up and then got down and the Chiefs ended up winning the game. I didn't expect them to win, but when they teased me with a 14 point lead, I thought, okay, all of a sudden, they got a, they got a legitimate chance here to make this a game. Yeah. Only thing that they did well was covered the over that's about it <laughs> but you know something this this team is they got a lot of work as far as players to go they, they i don't think aiden mcconnell is the, the quarterback of the future for vegas um at this point i think they're trying to see all right are we going to bring in a, a veteran we're going to get rid of garoppolo and now we're going to bring in a veteran um the identity of this team to me right now just seems to be beat the teams that you should beat and be competitive against the teams you should lose to. We've seen it against Miami, super competitive, right? Yeah. We've seen it against Kansas City, first quarter or two quarters, super competitive, looking like they could possibly be a team that could make a run for the playoffs. But you've seen the difference between a great team and a pretty good team, which Kansas City is a great team. Mahomes just kind of, kind of let them, let them score two touchdowns so we can come back and beat them. <laughs> By two touchdowns, right? So, I mean, you got uh, the tale of two teams. And the crazy part is the Raiders had beaten the Chiefs the last couple of years, once in Kansas City and once in Oakland. So, I mean, uh, in Las Vegas. So, yeah, we were they were beatable. Yeah, we're not afraid of them. At least we weren't in the past afraid of playing them. And actually, typically, those games were really close, really good games. Yeah. And hard-fought games. I just feel like they kind of... They got a lead and then they pumped the brakes a little bit and they didn't let O'Connell keep going. They kind of changed their play calling and got conservative. And, you know, they're not in a position where they can get conservative with anybody. No. They got to just let it fly and see what happens, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, the jury's still out on McConnell. I mean, it's his first year, right? His, what's his game four? Game five? Yeah. Game four? Um, he wasn't the, the highly touted player. Um, coming out of Purdue, um, they did draft him in the fourth round, but he's a backup at best in the National Football League, just based on the first part of the season. Um, do you go back to Garoppolo at some point? Because we've seen what McConnell can do, right? What do do you guys think? Do would you prefer Garoppolo or McConnell at this point? 
Me personally, I just stay with him. Let's see what he's all about. I think, you know, we've talked about this a little bit on in past weeks about just taking a look and see what's under the hood with him. Well, you and, know what's under the hood right now at this point. Well, do you? Because they, they had a good first two drives and then they reined him in a little bit and then they started to run, run, run. And they started, you know, they didn't throw the ball downfield anymore. Yeah. And, and the, when they let him go, he, he played okay. He did a pretty good job in that situation. Yeah. Well, I don't think they're, I don't, and then the defense also got to make some stops too, right? I mean, we've been counting on the, counting on, we've been, we've been hard on McConnell, really hard on him. Right. We have to look at the defense too in this game where they just drove down the field at will. They couldn't make any stops. They didn't get off the, my, you know me, I'm a big on third down. They didn't yeah. get off the field on third down. Patrick Mahone didn't, he was comfortable in the pocket. Yeah. I don't even know if they had more than one or two. I think. Crosby had I think Crosby had it. one sack and he yeah. was on half a leg. Yeah. But I, I, I just, I, I think this team is who this team is, right? They're a five and seven team. That's where they should be at this point in the season. Granted, AP Antonio Pierce has only been the head coach for four games. He's two and two. So he's 500. Um, if he gets to eight, eight wins, I think he keeps this job. You know, what is the number? That Mark Davis is looking for. I don't know if it is a number, Mark. I I, I think it's how the team plays. Yeah. And and what what else is available as far as a head coach in the yeah. offseason? Yeah. But do you lose players if you go out and get somebody from the outside? I think it depends on who it is. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a guy that the players know from yeah. from past experience. Well, I've been I've been hearing some names just kind of sprinkled around. They're talking Jim Harbaugh, maybe. Is that a guy right fit for the Raiders? I I wouldn't bring Harbaugh in, and I'm not sure Harbaugh would come here. Yeah, so, so you, Harbaugh's got a pick of the litter in 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 college and pro. Yeah, we'll be surprised with my little uh, after everything that he went through in college football, right? With the Michigan thing, the whole uh, wouldn't this be a good time for him to just kind of come back to the National Football League and why it, not come to the Raiders? It would be. I I, I hear rumors about Chicago because he was the quarterback there. I, I if I'm him, I'm not going to Chicago either. Right. That there, there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. Yeah. Well, I know he's having a a go at it in college football, and I don't. I think once this dust shakes out, shakes out with Michigan. You know, you know where you know where Harbaugh may end up, the Chargers, yeah. because, yep. because there's talent there. Yeah. Well, we know uh, Staley is out. He should have been fired a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I think they're, they're going to ride it out with Staley and just get to the, <laughs> they, the season. I mean, why? He's yeah. licked their wounds. And uh, four and seven. His work record is worse than the Raiders. I know. You're right. Like, like he got some kind of leash over in San Diego. Where I mean, with the Chargers, don't you think? The, well, I keep saying the San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> but don't you think some guys get a longer leash than others, right? When you start thinking about the National Football League, they just canned Frank Wright. They just canned him in yeah. week 10 <laughs> without even no warning. Just, hey, you're out of here. And he was their guy in January. And now here it is eight, 10 months later. They can him. And I don't think it's all his fault, right? I mean, you drafted and gave up a lot to take Vince, I mean, uh, Bryce Young. And so why would he get canned and Staley? And I see how, you know, things work with the Raiders, but these, all these guys are in the same division as far as coaching. But the reality is the coach is the 
He's the guy. He's the fall guy. The coach is the fall guy. The front office may not be doing a good job, and that's really the case in 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 Las Vegas with the Raiders. Yeah. The front office is doing nobody any favors with pretty much anybody they're picking up. I mean, look at Marcus Peters. Yeah. They, they picked him up, sat him down in the middle of the game. He got into a piss-em ass with, match with the coach, and they fired him on Monday. Release, yeah. yeah it's a business. A day, yeah. yeah, it's a business. And the, <laughs> But the funniest story was Teamer. Okay, so here's a kid, right? His big chance to get up. He's he's off the practice squad. He gets called up to play on Sunday, and somewhere in his mind, he thinks it's a great idea on Saturday night to go out and get drunk before heading to the team hotel. Right, to go out and get drunk and then get a DUI on his way to the hotel. Exactly. What is going through this young man's head? Why are you drinking on your way to the team hotel? And why are you even driving if you know you're drinking? That that's my that's my my argument with a lot of these players. You may have a drinking problem, right? Or you may just ha- want to have a drink because you're excited about have an Uber or have somebody else drive you just like all the incidents will happen with Vegas. I think it's just the Raiders and these guys just think it's not going to happen to me. Yeah, they're bulletproof. I can't get caught. Right. I they, and then when you get pulled over, they don't know who you are, right? right. They're just they are doing their job and they see a, somebody going erratic or driving over the speed limit, they each just pull the you th- over and it just happened to be a raider. Each of the three of us many many years ago had a lot of young testosterone flowing, yeah. right? And you and you do stupid things in your 20s. Yeah. All I mean, I guess have. a part of that is yeah, it could be correct but i never had millions of dollars to lose either yeah but you're there's also a a a macho thing there that 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 a professional football player doesn't want to get into and and all these teams provided you don't even have to call uber yeah The, the, the raiders will provide you a ride but but they feel like that is that lowers them somehow or why do i need a ride i'm just going yeah I I think I think there's a there's a macho aspect to I'm I'm going to drive my own damn car. I mean I and and you see what it's got a lot of the guys yeah. too, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to just drive my own damn car. Yeah. One of them is sitting in prison. Right. I, I'd figure another one is call. sitting on yeah. on no with no team and now right. this guy and another team every now and then you get a player that does something kind of stupid like this and somebody goes, "You know what? Take a shot. We can use him. He's talented." Mm-hmm. Um but the thought process of a 20, 21, 22 year old, 23 year old, um, I don't know. Me and Brooks had college athletes, right? We had a uh, male, a uh, female college athletes, right? And my daughter, my daughter wouldn't, <laughs> she, yeah, yeah. they wouldn't jeopardize their scholarships if for any. And it's not even millions of dollars, but she, I mean, and she wouldn't even jeopardize having to call me and go, right, her reputation. dad, like, I just got a DUI. You're, you're also talking about females. Fem- females True. and males are different. They they think different. They do. Yeah. And this is not all professional athletes. This is not all. College. This is a couple of guys. Yeah. That yeah. made a bad choice. Yeah. For the most part, what did you say? Like ninety five percent of them are good. Make make, yeah. make good choices. Yeah. yeah. But you and like you said, that that's a great leadway into how are you. And why you just got caught up? Why are you drinking on the way to the team? It's, just, it's a just a bad decision. It's just, it's just a bad decision. <laughs> Out of all the time, you was on the practice squad. 
drink. But he was already he was doing that. He just got caught. He had been coming to the team facility, coming pre when if even on practice squad, they were saying he so he this guy might just have a drinking problem. Okay. And they finally just caught up with him yep. like we was talking with rugs, right? Yeah. Okay. They the, rugs was driving fast before he got into this accident. Right. Okay. Right. right. Yeah. So it was just kind of like one of those things where eventually it was going to happen. Something's going to happen. Right, and I right. think with this same guy where he got, you know, had a, let me have a couple of drinks. Let me have, and <laughs> I'm ahead. I'm ahead would... to the team. I'm ahead to the team, uh, hotel. Like I've always done. Right. With a couple of drinks in me. And just this time it was his time to get caught because of all the, he had a, some good got caught up, right? He was going to be on the active roster <laughs> was his money instantly goes into effect. When you get caught up, you go from practice squad. Practice squad guys are making between three, four, maybe even eight thousand dollars a week. Okay. As soon as you get bumped up to that practice from that practice squad to the fifty-three man roster, you go from making maybe ten thousand dollars a week to eight hundred and seventy. You, well, half oh. or whatever's left in that season. So you instantly become a rostered player, making at the base salary six, seven hundred thousand dollars. Predicated on how many weeks are left. Prorated. Yep. To okay. what? So he could easily. Went from ten thousand to about two or three hundred thousand a yeah. week. Wow! Oops! Wow! Wow! For two drinks or three <laughs> drinks. All right, so let's change subjects. We had enough enough of that discussion. The Raiders. All right, let me. Let's just talk. Let's, a, let's oh. go. What about the Rebels? I was trying to wait on our hunky. He was going to call at four twenty. So let's That's give him right. one minute. We'll give him a minute. Let's give I mean, him one we minute. Talk we'll talk about, about him. Um, it's pretty. Exciting. What do you guys think about the Red, uh, Raiders for this week? Oh. Uh, I don't know, Stevie. What do you think? I I, I forgot who they play. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, too. but I'll, I'll, but just overall, from 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 the change, the, the, you can tell that these guys are much more happy. They want to play football. They're enjoying playing football. I like the effort that I'm seeing on the field. I don't care about the score. Yeah, I, I like the effort that I'm seeing on the field. I don't think McConnell uh, O'Connell's the guy. No. It, it's it, it will it is a quarterback rich draft coming up. It is so so if you, so things things can happen that some some other team may draft a quarterback and and that allows you to go get one of their backups or something there, there's going to be quarterbacks available for the raiders next year yeah well i guess this week the raiders will win the game because they got to buy so they got to buy and then they come back in with minnesota and we kind of see how minnesota so the next two games minnesota winnable or non-winnable oh it's winnable yeah because um, because they're they're without their Main quarterback and 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 the guy who filled in from Arizona. Now he's had some problems. Didn't he throw oh, four, four interceptions, interceptions last night? Yeah, one pick. So, uh, Dobbs, yeah. Joshua Dobbs. Yeah, the, so, the space air engineer. And, 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 <laughs> he threw uh, four interceptions, and then they got the Chargers, and then I, go back to and then they go to Kansas City. So that's their ne- next three games. I mean, they they actually could win two games they because could. the Chargers are going to be so deflated at that stage, right? That they may have they may be in the same boat that the Raiders were in. Five weeks ago, where they had all kind of said, "Oh my gosh, we're throwing in the towel. We don't have good leadership. The locker room's falling apart. Nobody's enjoying coming to work every day." And now I agree with you, Stevie. I feel like the Raiders at least are excited about playing football. They are. And you can see they're committed to yeah. football and they want to win. And it looks like it hurts more when they lose. Yeah. Well, I think they guys are. They feel it more. Yeah. When they were losing the first four or five weeks, it was kind of like. Coming to work, right? All right, I'm yeah. I'm getting paid still, right? Yeah. Kind of mentality, but now I think that you can see some emotion on yeah. the sideline. Even when he was going off on Peters, yeah, 
Peterson, I you've seen some emotion, right? Yeah. Like some guys that like, you know, like with Daniel, like I was telling you with Garoppolo, remember how we talked? You don't see no fire. Like, even if you're not, just have some emotion when it comes to football because it's an emotional game. Absolutely. And so. Well, um, a friend of mine works over there at, at the facility. He said it's night and day over there now. Yeah. They, they, it was so unhappy. People, you know, no one was talking. No one was having any fun. Now they're having fun. Yeah. They're having fun over there. And that, and that, that will lead to better play. Having fun can lead to better play. Yeah. And that, and you're right. I think the, that makes a big difference when you got a coach like Anton, Antonio Pierce that these guys want to play for. And I don't think they want to lose him. Right. I don't, I just, you know, if you're going to keep him, keep him and maybe bring in some good veteran coaches around him. Right. Right. Like yep. bring in some guys with head coaching experience so they can help him. Yes. And let him guide the ship, but they yep. can also just, you know, probably hey, the, this is what, what they should have done with Spagnola. Yeah. Exactly what they should have done with Steve Spagnola is said, hey, bring, we're going to bring in some, some defensive coordinators with a lot of experience. Yeah. And offensive coordinator with a lot of experience. And you're going to essentially sit at the top of the pyramid, but you're not going to call plays and you're not going to call defensive plays or offensive plays. You're going to guide the ship. You're just going to oversee, make yeah. sure everything is properly working. Right. And I think that's what. You're know, speaking of that. If you're the Raiders general manager, do you call Frank Reich and see if he wants to be your OC next year? That's not a bad idea. Oh, I, that's that's, that's a actually a, a really good idea because the guy they got right now is a kind of a he's a quarterback. In, in a coach, yeah, right? he's yeah. he's. But does Frank Wright want to work right now? Is he going to take a year off? And, that's up to him. But you can make the phone call, right? Yeah, make the phone call. I would. That wouldn't be a bad idea if you no. keep. I, I say they keep AP though. Keep AP. Let him give him a year or two. No, just to, uh, that's fine. That's fine, but but what you said is also really sure. good. Get get some guys with experience around him to do the other things, and yep. and 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 they've they've also been head coaches, so they can t- talk to AP about what they went through. You yeah, know, so so that you can help him be a better head coach right. and guide him. Yeah, because this is his first year. Yeah. He's four games in as head coach, and he took over a train wreck. Yeah, basically, right? Yeah. I mean, and so, but all right, well, all that's right. Raider talk. All right, let's jump into the Mountain West champions, our co-champions. Mountain West, uh two teams heading to the Mountain West, Boise State versus UNLV. Um right now Boise State's minus 3, two and a half. They're, so Oh, they were favored in the beginning, right? Yeah, they still oh, are. Yeah, they're, they're favored. Oh, ba- Boise State is favored. Yes. Yeah, we got to jump all over that. That's, I think so. Yeah, I think UNLV come back bounces back. They 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 have really good bounce back games. The resilient rebels I call them. Yeah. They have really good bounce back game. Remember when they lost yep. to Michigan, it was like 5 in a row. Yep. Then they lost to Fresno State, it was like 2 or 3 in a row. Yep. So And I think this one is perfect. And I don't want to say, you know, how in the loss, you like some came out of it, but I think this loss really showed them like, okay, how do we respond? Now we're heading into the Mountain West championship. The season is over, right? No more regular season games. We're heading to a big game that they haven't been in since Ever. 1984. They, they've only won two championship games. And one of them was got four forfeited because they had ineligible players, but it was oh, in the yeah. big West in 1984 was the last time they were won a championship. I was there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and then one of them got forfeited. So this is going to be their first time, not only in the Mountain West championship game, but also this is a team that haven't been to a championship game since 84. Some of those kids, half of those coaches wasn't even born. Right. Probably on the staff right now, and they're heading to a bowl game. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a phenomenal. I think it's the, probably the best story in town right now, yeah. by far. I mean, you got the Aces and you got the Knights are two great stories as well. But this is definitely the best 
one of the best stories that we've had in Las Vegas for a long, long time. Yeah. And I, I you don't hear anything bad about Barry Odom. You just hear very complimentary stuff about Coach Odom, about his culture, about his players, from Hunky. You hear it from all sources that I th- he's really, you know, puppeteering a really good situation for himself in UNLV, and he's really managing the program and managing it very, very well. Yeah. You know, I think they lost to San Jose State, but even then they didn't get, you know, they were still in it at the end, even after being so being down. far behind. I mean, dominated. And being dominated. For three quarters. At, at the end, they still had a shot to win. Yeah, and that, and that is a tie. And that's kind of their identity, right? Like, no quit. They don't give up. They don't fight. Remember, we talked about this after that Michigan game. You guys are like, well, they, we'll see what. But this team has something, and I think it comes as an extension of their head coach. But also, they have some coaches that's been in Las Vegas and coached here before, so they know how that culture was. Delvon, who was here when I coached, when I played, he was one of our assistant head receiver coaches. Now he's back in Las Vegas and he's been at Notre Dame. He's been at USC. So I, I think what Odom did was went in out and how we talked about the Raiders. He went out and got some really up and coming coordinators, but also some guys he's coached with, but also some guys that are been in the Vegas culture that been on a UNLV staff in the past. And what that will does is it just, you brought in some coaches that, you know, he's from the, what SEC. Missouri. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, he's SEC. Midwest that way back South, you know, Arkansas, that area, Missouri. I mean, and so on now you come on the West coast and he, a lot of the coaches that he has on the staff are kind of West coast guys. One from USC, one from UNLV, got another guy from San Diego state. So he has guys that are, um, helping run this train. And I think that's probably the one thing we don't talk about enough is his supporting cast is really good. He has a really good supporting cast of coaches and also even some general some assistant coaches and some GAs are former players right and so that does make a difference and what Barry Odom is doing the Mountain West coach of the year is doing in Barry Odom he did win Mountain West player or coach of the year um he stuck to exactly what he said he was going to do back in August yeah on day one when he got hired when he got here he went out right out into the community walked and shook hands with every teacher every coach um, at the high schools so he can understand and keeping kids here. Right. That was his first thing. He was, when we spoke to him, he was like, I've been, I'm at my, I'm actually in the parking lot of the 11th school that I've been to already. I'm in the parking lot going in talking on this interview. So I think he's just done a phenomenal job of, he took this job cause he, he didn't get, he took this job because he wanted to be here. Yeah, I think he took it as a challenge. But he wanted to be here, right? Like, right. who signs up to be the coach of UNLV? <laughs> right? Football. Right. Who signs up to to say, I want to be here. I want to be this next coach. And that's what Harper said that Barry Odom and him, how they talked. He was stocking the Fertitta facility during when Aurora was still here oh. at spring practice. He came, visited the facility. He didn't know the situation, but... He was up in the facility, walked around it, toured it, seen what UNLV was building. And that's he reached out to Harper and was like, I'm interested in the, the job position. if it comes available. 
and it oh. came available and that's kind of how the magic happened but this guy has everything that i think it takes for this team to be com- not only competitive on a Mountain West stage, but a national stage as far as, you know, I'm not saying the, the power five, but, but you could see him flirting being, with the top 25 being you know? in that. Cause yeah. they're, they're 30. They, they dropped down cause they lost to San Jose. They was like 33, 32 yeah. at a time. They've dropped to 40 or 39 or 40. But yeah. when the last time we talked about UNLV having nine wins. So, um, I don't know. Maybe Hunky got wrapped up in doing something else, which is okay because they got a big, big game this week. How do you guys see this one playing out? We talked about we were at the game. Boise is a really good team. Um, they just went through a coaching change. They fired their coach midseason. Um, but I, it, it looks like kind of like the identical to Raiders. Like they fired their coach and the players are playing harder, <laughs> right? Because they didn't play hard for the guy who left, but now they're like they're on the kind of a roll. So. I mean, Personally, good running back, decent quarterback, yeah, good defense. I, I think they could be had. I think UNLV yeah. wins the game. I really do. I think that that transition in coaching and all those changes will impact you somewhere down the road. Yeah. You know, I mean, your lack of continuity that UNLV has will impact them in this game, hopefully. And I think UNLV wins this game. Yeah. And yeah they, I, w- I would say I bet you it'll be a pretty high-scoring game. Almost about the same, maybe 37, 31, 37, 28 UNLV. Yeah, a high. And, and one thing that Boise State does have always had is a good running back. Yep. Ashanti Genti, that's what kind of pronounces. I think I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But he was the Mountain West offensive player of the year. He's only a sophomore. Um, he averages 164 yards off purpose. He got over a thousand yards, two touch, uh, 13 touchdowns. So, they're definitely going to have to stop the run. That's some pretty good numbers. Yeah, they're going to have to stop the run. And this kid is only a sophomore, so he'll be here for the next two years unless he transfers out or leaves. But he and this Boise State team, remember years ago, you guys recall, Boise State was like on every channel, right? You used to, yeah. it's like Boise State was undefeated. Like, I didn't see and watch Boise State that much the last couple of years. I haven't really seen them national TV or any big games, right? So this is going to be my first time actually seeing Boise State play. So I'm, I'm excited because I'm so used to Boise State always being the Mount West champ. They go to the Mount West. I think they've won it two or three times. Oh, at least. Yeah, and they're always... But they've always been a pretty good representative of the Mountain West. Always, always yeah. Always been a strong representative of the Mountain West. And well, Boise first State's or second been, every year. Right. And they've always, you know, they're either fighting San Diego State or Fresno, essentially, State, you know what I mean, for the for the title. And this will be interesting because UNLV is the new kid on the block. Yeah. Well, Boise's been here. Well, some of those, I mean, I don't know how many of these kids that's on the Boise State, even the coaching staff have been in this kind of game, right? Because... Yeah. It's probably a lot of the same coaches from the coaching fire. I think they were there two years ago. Yeah. They would have been in the Mountain West Championship. So, I mean, what are we expecting? I mean, are we expecting UNLV to just play with a chip on their shoulder after a loss to San Jose State or just kind of, it's, it's kind of, it's the same game, but it's new territory. They're not playing in a regular season game. They're actually playing for the Mountain West Championship. I, I think it's a great spot for UNLV. I mean, home dog, right? Off the emotional loss, I, I think they'll be ultra focused for this game. Yeah, that's the exact word that popped into my mind was focused. Yeah. they are going to be focused and they are going to be ready to play. Yeah, and I and I and I agree. I, I think we got a, uh, an agreement between all three of us. This team is going to definitely not only have something to prove, but it is a big opportunity on the line for them to win the Mount West Championship. I mean, and just be able to put that banner. 
I don't know if it goes in Thomas and Mack or if it goes in Allegiant, but they'll have a Mountain West championship battle. <laughs> they'll have a Mountain West if they win and beat Boise State. Um, because Boise State is going to come to play, right? They're going to always, they're like that blue collar team. Boise State is no, a blue collar no team. No chance for distraction, Mark, coming to Vegas? No. Boise State's been here. They've they, been here enough over okay. the years. Yeah, they they've know, been they here know enough. Expect. Yeah, you know, have, have, have they played in Allegiant before? Nope. Not let. No. Not we yet. We played them since Sam Boyd. All right. Yep. Sam Boyd was that, Does that play. make any difference? I th- little starstruck? Little? I, I, I think, I think Boise State is kind of that guy that's on the blue collar, right? Okay. Like the All construction right. worker. Yeah. I just, he can, yeah. you can put him anywhere yep. with a hard hat on and they're going to play yep. and they're, they don't have a lot of kids that are going to be out driving drunk or right. hanging out the casino. Yeah. Cause they're disciplined kids. They're like okay. the Utah. Like okay. the Utah kind of Air the Force. Mountain West, like okay. you know, those guys are not going. And if they do get in trouble, you'll be like floored and shocked. So I, I, I don't know. I think this UNLV team is primed. I mean, I want to do talk a little bit about just go through the list and then we'll move on to our our segment. I know we got to get to some UNLV other sports and we'll also get to UNLV basketball and then we'll talk hockey. Um, so they had, um. A number of awards handed out last yesterday. Uh, we got the special teams player of the year. Of course, you guys, we've been raving about Jose all season. He actually ended up getting an award and uh, he was 25 of uh, 23 of 25 field goals. He had a 92% field goal percentage. Um, he was six in the FBS with 10 points per game. So this guy is probably the, the factor of how, why this team has come to where it is. And then, uh, we had Jaden. He was the quarterback freshman of the year. Um, his statistics were eye popping 2,600 yards, uh, passing 14 touchdowns. Um, he was, uh, 100, uh, 290 attempts. He completed 186 passes out of 290 attempts. Um, he was, he led all freshmen with 64 completion percentage, 152 pass efficiency and nine yards per pass attempt through for at least 200 yards in seven consecutive games tied, uh, UNLV record. In uh, a career UNLV history record, he ran for also 240 yards and three touchdowns, earning five Mountain West Freshman of the Week uh, invita- uh, citations. Um, and then finally, the head coach, Barry Odom, took over a program. Uh, he's the first coach to win the coach of the year since John Robinson in, 19- in 2000. Robinson did win it then. Uh, it's the most wins in UNLV since 1984, he led the Rebels to the most Mountain West wins in a single season. Um, and it has been uh, UNLV's receiving votes in at least one national poll for the last seven weeks of the regular season. And they have six players, all Mountain West first team honors and three more claim second team. So UNLV had 11 players get some type of honor, whether it's first, second or honorable mention. That's pretty amazing. Good for the Rebels. That's uh, yeah. And I think they've all earned it. Yeah. You hard work I mean? pays off. Yep. Hard work does pay off. Yeah. And this was a guy, like, again, he don't, Barry Oldham hasn't even been here a year. No, and I think and a lot of those kids didn't start the year as starters. Some of them and did. Some of them didn't. Some yeah. of them returned. But Yeah, but, I mean, they weren't on, they, you know, Maeva wasn't a starting quarterback to no. start the year. He was going to sit 
for the season if, right. if Brumfield's still healthy. He yeah. doesn't play. He doesn't play. Yeah. And for him to do what he did, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if um, he is the freshman national player of the year. I, I mean, think he's got a good shot at it. If yeah, at least the top game. three. Yeah, at least the top. If he wins the Mountain West and then he'll go to a bowl game. But yeah. I'm impressed with UNLV because we never really – have a lot to say positive about UNLV football, right? Right. Even when they win a game, we always go, but. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> now, I don't think it's any buts. It's like, this team is for real. This is the, I think they had, I was looking at their roster. They had a, a an amount of sophomores and juniors and freshmen coming back. So he's going to return some players and he's going to get kids because now they want to be here. Right. They see Allegiant Stadium. They see the, the new facilities. And you're winning. And you're winning. And the uniforms are pretty, you know, they're nice, yeah. Nike. So all that. And UNLV is attractive now playing in the Mountain West, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to Reno no more. I'm not going to Boise. <laughs> I'm not right. going to new San Mexico. Jose State. I'm not going to New Mexico. I really don't want to go to Fresno. Nope. You know what? San Diego State, UNLV. Yep. Now UNLV before it was like they were supposed they was picked to finish ninth right in the division and they won and they won it and so that just says a lot about where the program is headed and I hope Barry Odom's you guys Barry Odom you guys think he'll be here three years nope I no I, I, I already <laughs> one no I, no I already heard as soon as the Oregon State coach got hired I forgot where he went Michigan State Mich- okay Michigan State it, uh, Barry Odom's name immediately came up for the Oregon State job <laughs> immediately <laughs> what happens when you win I, I think he stays too just because he seems loyal yeah. and committed right and he don't want to he want to turn his program around in a national level like yeah. if UNLV open, win the Mountain West they win they bowl game potentially versus UCLA again that's up in the air I'm just throwing that out there but they could potentially play UCLA and if they win that game they've won 11 games now i think he stays at least three years and just at least plays out the contract and then decides where he wants to go i don't think he's well i jump ship i read the paper today said he's never taken a job for the money right he's always taken a job that he wants to be at that he feels he can grow where he's got a challenge that he's interested in and he's definitely got all three of those here at UNLV and he's tasted some early success. So let's hope that he does stay around for at least three years to fulfill his contract. You know what I mean? He's a very appealing candidate at this stage. If you're another school that's looking for a head coach. Yeah. And to turn the program around. Right. Cause he turned the program around. Right. Well, we need to turn the UNLV basketball team around pretty darn quick here because they went down. They to got Day- a game coming up, huh? Tonight. Yeah, coming seven up o'clock. tonight. Yeah, well, they went down to Daytona Beach and they laid a couple of nice eggs. Yeah. Uh, they lost uh, to Florida State and they turned around and then they lost to Richmond, 82 to 65. They got off to a slow start. They dug themselves into a hole. Both teams shot 60% against UNLV, right? They got beat in the paint by Richmond, 40 to 28. Richmond shot 64% overall versus UNLV's 28 from the three-point mark. And so they've had a whole week off to practice, okay, and to, and to look at this, you know, look at their tape and to work on things. And they've got Akron tonight at home. Akron mm-hmm. is three and two, right? Uh, it'll be a really interesting test because Utah State beat Akron. Okay. Uh, 65-62. So this will give us a little bit of a benchmark as how we compare maybe to another team in the Mountain West based on our results. 
But they've got to make some adjustments. They've got to start playing some defense. We were 200. We are 209 in Ken Palm in defense. Hmm. That's but the bottom bad. They've got to move the ball better on offense or little. They've seemed like they've been a little bit stagnant on offense and they've got to get better shooting from Rodriguez and Webster or they're, you know, or you're just going to see a lot more of the same from the rebels. And so, you know, we've talked a little bit about them. They've had a seven day. It's a good break. You know what I mean? It's a good break and it's a good chance to work on, what you think you need to do to improve, but I'm very interested to see how they come out tonight against the Zips and see if they can if they take it to them and win the game. I'd like to see them take it to them and win the game and take the game from the start and not start slow and take it to them and 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 really put some pressure on them and make some shots. Yeah, well, Akron is not going to lay down. You know, we've seen it a couple of weeks ago when they played against Southern. All <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not saying Southern is in the Akron is in the same category as Southern, but here you have a team that you should beat, right? In the Akron, you should beat Akron, but they should have beat Richmond. They should have beat, uh, maybe, well, they, uh, Florida State, they, they lose, yeah. but they should have beat a few they should have some team they lost to they should have beat meaning Howard was our Southern was the one of those teams and Richmond um, but Akron it's gonna be a it's not gonna be easy right I think everybody now is like wanting to play UNLV as the team that they can just possibly get a W against so what do we see from Akron that can you and our UNLV that can get them going you said start early Make shots. Some of your leaders need to step up. Fast is that the is that what it's going to take for UNLV to get onto a kind play. of a roll? Because they turn around and come back back to and play in Dayton against Dayton. Right, and they, and they got to play good defense. They got to guard the three point line. I mean, they shot sixty percent back to back against them on you know from the three point. So line. no defense. They're not playing good defense. No, that's brutal. Yeah, and defense leads to offense. Right, you, you you play well defensively, then you can transition that into a better offensive game. Yeah, and I didn't get a chance to really watch the Florida State or the Richmond game, but do are we are we moving the ball? Are we making plays? Who is our who is our guy? Well, we got Thomas, and he's a good you know he's a youngster. He's young, just a he's true, young, as true and you can see it as you could see. Yeah, and I think he just gets into you know he just he's stepping up and with bigger kids, older kids. Yeah, he's playing against you know more difficult schemes, and teams are preparing for him. And I think that it's I think it's a higher level of competition. But in the reality is, he's actually the one who's kind of gotten a little bit better every game. Right. So he's kind of a bright spot. Webster and Rodriguez just haven't shot at all. They just haven't had a game where they were lights out. And so we just really need to get some offensive flow going and some ball movement, like you say, and, you know, create some opportunities. Yeah. You know, Boone's been good in the middle. He came in, he missed the first game, but after that, he's been solid. He's pretty, you know, he's good. Yeah. Well, I'm just and looking so there's, at there's bright spots and then there's consistent, no, inconsistent, very yeah, inconsistent exactly. team. And we looked at that. Now we got to look at the top of the, the food, the chain, right? Let's right. look at the head coach, right? <laughs> Again, we can Well, inconsistency <laughs> is a direct reflection of your head coach. That's what that means, right? And that's what they've been very inconsistent. But when you got two players that are you counting on, Webster, and then Rodriguez against uh, Richmond, they each had one had eight points, one had seven points. 
Okay. And just to throw that stat out there. And then when they play Florida State, these, this is just kind of their, maybe these guys aren't (laughs) like the, the guys that, well, they both had, they're, they're playing the similar game, right? They had 13 and 12 against Florida State. (laughs) So, so, you know, what, what exactly? 12 can pay the bills. If yeah. You're playing defense. And if you got four other guys, you know, because they had five guys in double digits. Yeah. They had, well, That'll pay, if you play a little defense, then you can win with that. Yeah. You know? So our, their defense is just really not up to par. And, and when you got really good offense, you got decent offensive players. Every now and then you take a little bit and their defense might be lacking. Maybe just the players that they have, their defense might just be lacking. But the two game, the game I went to, I didn't see these guys like, Getting after it. Getting really like diving on the floor, grabbing loose balls. I didn't mm. see that. I just seen guys coming up and down the floor trading baskets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, if we miss a basket, they make a basket. You know, right. if we make a basket, they miss a basket. So yeah. the transition point part of it where they're setting plays and in a defensive system, are you running zone or are you running man? I, I think Kruger has a lot to do with this team not knowing well, who they are. Right. Well, let's see. Let's see. Got seven days off. Time to establish our. That's game. a good and a bad thing. You know? Yeah. It is a good and a bad <laughs> thing, but I think it's a good thing. I hope. Because when you play that poorly, you want, you know, you want seven days to, to, to work on things. To yeah. work on things. Yeah. So, well, is this going to show what Kruger is? I mean, okay. I think the season will. The problem is, is the Mountain West is good. Yeah. They have some really good teams. Creighton just got knocked off by Colorado State, and we play Creighton in. 10 days or something yeah. or mid December we're going to play Creighton. Yep. And let's see, you know, that'll be a really interesting benchmark. The 13th December yeah. down yeah. a dollar long. Right. And so that'll be a very interesting ben- benchmark for the Rebels to see how they compare once again to one of their in, you know, in-conference rivals on a, on a, with a common opponent. Yeah. And so I mean, San Diego State's really good. Fresno's pretty good. Yeah. New Mexico's <laughs> Pretty good. The same teams. Yeah. Air, Force Air Force is pretty good. Boise State's pretty good. Reno's six and zero. Yeah, it's not. There's there. I mean, you've got seven really good teams so far in the Mountain West, and we're not one of them right now. Yeah, but we have the talent. I think we have the talent if they can just gel it and get it together. And it ta- and it does take some time. That's what the 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 right. curse of the transfer portal where guys boom 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 right. boom boom. And then you don't have time to really mesh that talent. You got to do it during the season. Right. Right. Very difficult. <laughs> and I don't think UNLV right now has a, you know, to me, just looking as a fan, as a spectator watching the game is, you know, I, I just don't see what, what do they want to do yeah. offensively or defense? What do right. they want to do? Right. What is their identity? Let me see some consistency at playing zone. Let me see a four or five plays being ran, an out of bounds play being ran, a set play. I don't right. see that. With UNLV in those two games that I've just kind of physically been able to watch, yeah. but I don't know. Let's. I mean, well, is his leash that long? Is is Kruger going to keep this job to the end of the season if UNLV ends up being more losses than wins? Yes, well, I would say I would almost say one hundred percent yes. I think he wasn't Harper's they, guy. I know, but they have to give him till the end of the season. They don't have to, but they might. They might. I think they will. Out of I think they will. Yeah, he's not he's not a coach that does things to make you want to fire him. He is a great well, human. It's on it's the product on the court though. That's right, how I know. <laughs> that's how that's guys how get fired. Play, but, <laughs> that's but, why. But if you're not a great coach and you're kind of a prick, it's easier to fire you and he's a great guy. Yeah. You know. According to 
pretty much everyone. Just, yeah. You know, I've, I, and I've we've interviewed him. Nice yeah. And you know, just a good but guy. But that only goes so far. I'm sure Frank Wright was a. <laughs> and probably said the same thing about Frank Wright, right? We could have said that about McDaniel's. He was a jerk, but Frank Wright seems like to be a nice guy. Frank Wright's a great guy, right? A great guy without but a job, right? But now. it's business, right? It, yeah, it becomes it a business, it is, it is and business. it's unfortunate. All right, we got to transition. Let's gonna, transition. I, I am going to give you one person whose job is very secure, and that's Lindy LaRock because she's coached the. Oh Ukraine man, the best, the best. The six and zero. Oh, this team is not dynamite. This team is playing Ooh. with some chips on their shoulder from last year. That mount that game in that big that tournament. Yeah, but let me tell you something. They got Arizona this Saturday at the time. It's going to be a big one. So go support the Lady Rebs. They're playing yeah. Arizona. Arizona six and one. It's going to be a great game, and UNLV is going to I hopefully give them everything they can handle on Saturday. So go out to the TNM. It's 2 o'clock. Is Arizona ranked? Make it there. I'm trying. No, they're, I'm not. Trying. they're not ranked. They're not ranked. You, Arizona's always a really good team. Yeah. and it, So this is going to be probably their first test. Yeah. Of the season, because they're six and zero. I yep. mean, they're they're on a roll. They went down to San Diego and won that tournament. Yep. Um, and they just been rolling ever since. So they got Arizona and Oklahoma back to back, and Seton Hall. Yep. All right. So yep. we got three kind of games big that games. are home and two away. So big game, big test. Um, Stevie, it's on to your corner now. We're going to talk some some Vegas Golden Knights. Let's talk a little bit about they're on the tr- they're on another losing they're on a. They just they're they're, so, they're three three and two in their last eight. Three three and two, and six of those were road games. But if and, li- and what and the one home game in in that kind of mix was the first game back from a five game road trip. That's a go against in 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 the betting parlors here in Las Vegas. So we're gonna blame it on. Uh, no, I'm not. The road? not no, I'm not gonna. I'm there. There there are several factors here. Okay, let's hear let's hear some of them. All right, so some of them are like this is the Stanley Cup champions mm-hmm. who then started this year out eleven zero and one, and I think they're feeling their oats a little bit and they don't want to play hard. They don't want to do right now what it takes to win games because they just kind of want to coast because they think you know we're we're we're, we're it we're it the right switch now. is off right now. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think that. I think that's part of it. Yeah, I think that is part of it. Now it's it's not all bad. The, the goaltending has been very good. The defense, nine different guys have played in this defensive unit and it's been good throughout. That, that's a, that's a real plus. And the, every the, night it's a potpourri of who's playing with whom. Yeah. I think they've only had their, their starting defenders two games, right? I, I believe play. that's two true. Two games. That's I believe it. that's true. But it's truly a potpourri. You don't have the same two guys playing with each other lately on any given night. So I kind of I, I I agree with Stevie. I just feel like we've got twelve goals in seven games. That's a little unnerving for me. You know, if you live in Las Vegas, you're you're ready to jump off the edge because this is the end of the world. It's don't coming. Ju- no, don't jump <laughs> off the edge, people. So here, so what team, Mark? Since you, since you played at a higher level than the two of us knuckleheads here, what team goes through a season just just glides right through it? Everything's rosy the whole season. Doesn't no, happen. Does not it? not not at all. They're they they have it's like a roller coaster sometimes. And I mean, like we, but you know, Vegas is a spoiled town, right? We're a spoiled fans. Where they're eleven zero and one, we're like undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> no, you yeah. cannot lose. And when you do lose, I'm not coming to the game. Like it it becomes a thing where 
the fans get impatient and then also as broadcaster what we do you get a little now you start saying what's wrong <laughs> with the golden knights and, and, and you know what there, there there isn't a thing wrong really That's, really truly there's not a thing wrong they are getting plenty have they not have they not got plenty of high quality scoring chances over these past eight games. I agree. I Are, agree with you. I mean, so, they got plenty of, I mean, I'm talking, you're talking grade A, what they call grade A chances. There are lots of grade A chances every game. We're just not finishing. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so part of that, part of that's the players. You, you have to do a little better job of finishing. Yes. You have, you have to go to greasy areas. You have to hit, knock some people around. They're, right. they're not really, but some of that is just a, a scoring drought when you're doing everything right. And, 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 Mark, I look. I played high school basketball. I was a pretty good shooter. There were times when I couldn't buy a basket, and I wasn't doing anything wrong. It just wasn't going in. It just wasn't falling. It happened. It just wasn't falling. Yeah, it happened. And that's how the puck is falling right now, huh? That, that, that's, but are we? That's not, it's it. not a panic button. Don't push the panic. I, button. I, I don't think you need to panic. They're, they're, for the most part, they're playing really well. Now, the the listen to the coach. He'll tell you. They are overpassing the, and I've said this before, they are overpassing the puck at times. They want to be too fancy. You've got to play a gritty game right now to get out of this. Yeah. Get the puck deep, right. win a puck battle, get guys in front of the net, and get the puck to the front of the net. Yeah. What are we seeing different from the Knights than we've seen the first 11 or 12 games? The gritty. Gritty is the exact word that we are not seeing right now. In the first 12 games, they came out and they looked like they were the same team that was making a Stanley Cup run. You would go into the corner and they would crush you. Yeah. And they would come out with the puck. And then they'd chip it out to the blue line. And then they'd move the puck around. And then some, most of the time, good things would happen. And they'd have a lot more zone time because they were getting dirty. They were, you know, and they were in front of the net and they were playing real dirty. And now it's a little bit more of a pretty finesse game. A little, you know, a little less. And is dirty. that their game, though? No. Well, well, you can't see. Here's here's the thing about hockey: if you play that gritty game to open the game, and you get a couple of goals, now guess what happens? The ice opens up because the other team's chasing, yeah. and now you can make those pretty plays because the ice opens up. But you've got to get that lead first, and the way you do that is to get the puck deep, win the puck battle, get it to the front of the net, have guys at the front of the net, get that puck in. And we were seeing that in the first twelve. Yeah, that was like the. It was the, yeah, the that nights. Was, that was the bread and butter. They're, when we were scoring five goals a game, three goals a game, six goals a game, they were ripping off. They were scoring so many goals, and then they just kind of got lax. Just, no. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They got lackadaisical. The coach said they did. Yeah. yeah. And and again, it's human nature, right, Mark? Yeah. When when things are, when everything's going your way, you're thinking, oh, I can just step on the ice. I don't I really can, have and to I'm win. Win. We're gonna win. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. And then you're right. That's at from high school, college to professional athletes. They sometimes take their foot off the gas and yeah. go. We just all, gonna show up. Yeah, yeah, it's all going our way. <laughs> Let's just show up. Yeah, don't you don't have to go as hard in practice or go as hard in the game. Let's just show up, and we probably can win games just based on that. So, what are we? What are we seeing for the next eight, six, seven games coming up? Do they have well, a road? I'm, gotta, I'm gonna that, pull their schedule. Do they, they have a good road trip road right now? They're our home. They're tonight, tonight, Edmonton, and then it's another Canadian team. Is it Winnipeg? No, it's Vancouver. We got Vancouver. Two, two tough games in yeah. front of us, back to back to back. And then we come home with the Capitals, winnable game. Then we got the Blues. Blues are hit and miss a little bit. But I would say that uh, the next two games are going to be good testers. It would have been nice to have won in Calgary, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Because Calgary's not as good. I mean, even though Edmonton has a worse record, all of a sudden, 
sudden they just flipped their switch and Ed, le- Edmonton's ha- got a good record against the Knights though over the six and a half six and a quarter years. Yeah, this is two teams that do not like each other, which which is why tonight my number one bet is there's going to be a fight at plus. Oh, there'll be a fight. Sixty-five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there'll be That's a fight. Actually, something you can bet at stations. Yeah. And I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you who it is. It's going to be Kane and Colazar. Oh, you think so? I, I absolutely. Yeah. So they All got right. a they got a they got a, a a home slate coming up. They got some games here at home. Yeah. That, I mean, they're, they're they're gonna yeah they have a good little stretch in early in December. Yeah. Where they got some home games. One, but, two, uh, uh, five or six out of their next ten are at uh, six no. or ten are at home. One, yeah. two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Look, six out of the next eight are at home. They'll, they'll in December. be fine. They'll be fine. Cassie's gonna keep harping out to, yep. to, to play the to play the greasy game. Yep. And again, and once that first goal goes in, it's like anybody else in a slump or a drought or whatever. You get the first one in. Now they start to come. Yeah. yeah. Now they start to come. Yeah. Um, so how do we how do we dissect this this night's team as far as the people out there listening? What do we say for the next six seven games? Exhale, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Don't worry. All right, we're Fraud, gonna we're, we're gonna win five. We'll win five of those games, and it'll be okay because right? winning does solve a lot. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> winning does solve a lot yeah. of what you might be happening or going. You won't even remember. Those right. uh three, three and two that record, right? When you went off went out three or four in a row. Yep. Now you people are talking everything. about it. You forget. But right now the Kings are nipping at our heels. They the Kings three, are a good club. Three games. Vancouver's a good club too. Three games in hand and they're down two points, so they may jump us in the standings. But even then I'm not that worried. No. Look the, the, the It's not a long all, season with hockey all, yeah, too. Yeah. All you gotta do is get in the playoffs and the Knights are gonna make the playoffs. And yeah. then and then from there, again it's another roller coaster. You go through these seven game series up and down and you know, lucky bounce here. They got that guy wins the cup. But they'll, they'll, they're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, and it's a long season. One thing with hockey is a very long season. All right, let's jump into uh uh anything else or we wanna go right into our picks. Got a about a minute and a half left. I'd say we go. Well, I already gave you my pick. My pick. I have two picks actually. One is UNLV, right? Plus three. Mm-hmm. So I like that bet. I think the Rebels are going to come out and win that game. Uh, I do like the Broncos plus three and a half as well. Yeah, I'm jumping on the Bronco bandwagon as painful <laughs> as it may be. The Russell Wilson. Yes. John Fox. Five weeks too late. No, John Fox. Yeah. Last year we was talking about putting who who's wearing number three. <laughs> who is that guy? So and, you're like uh and the, you, and the nights to have the fight. So three bets. Yeah. Three bets tonight. The I got two college and fight. one pro. What about you, Stevie? Any? Well, I'm just gonna back up Brooks's UNLV. I this is a great spot. Off of that off of that emotional loss. Yeah. You're at home. I, I, it, this this is just a great spot for UNLV. It really is. Yeah, I like UNLV too. Um, but um, if I'm betting, I'm gonna take. Uh, I got Washington plus nine and a half, and I'm also gonna lean on Oklahoma State to cover the fourteen and a half versus Texas. Dog day, right? Yeah, let's take. Let, I mean, it's the bowl season, and, and guys are playing like uh, for now. Guys are playing for uh, money season, yeah. <laughs> and championships. And then in, in the pros, I do have one pick. I, ju- I just I'm I'm on their bandwagon a little bit. I never was before, but I'm, I think the Cowboys beat Seattle 
in Dallas. They're so good at home. Oh boy, they have been just They're giving up nine. But this Seahawks team is not. The, I mean, the Geno Smith era. They're nicked up too. The, is, the running back Walker's nicked up. Yeah, and Smith is nicked up a little bit. Yeah, they they were saying a lot of the guys were kind of banged up a little bit. But this is the time of the year where they are. So I like two Cowboy teams. I like the Oklahoma State Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, and I'm a roll with Washington. I like the Dallas in Cowboys. the Pac-12 Championship against Oregon. Really. Everybody Nine is, and a half. Everybody is drinking the Oregon Kool-Aid right now, though. I, and, I, and, I, and the only reason I, I think that the, the spread, Washington, Oregon big. might win the game outright. They might win. But last time they played, these, this team was like touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. These guys are playing for who's going to be the Heisman. Bo Nix or is Phoenix, who's Michael gonna, Phoenix. Who's going to go to the championship? BCS. Yeah, because they could. The they could. One of them could squeeze in there. Because well, Washington got, wins, they're in. Yeah, and if Oregon wins, or Oregon wins convincingly, they're probably they could be in at that four slot. So, well, you got you got a you got some championship weekend that it's, it's gonna be a lot of yeah. to see what the what the bowl committee does. So that's our picks. Another great show. Any last final words before we I do sign have out? one question. Do you know when Martinez or Theodore is coming back to the beautiful? Oh uh, no. Uh, Martinez did not go on the trip. Did, did Theodore? I don't think Theodore did either, right? I don't think so. So, so it's uh, they're out for two more games. We know. Um, I'm not sure what the injury is. Who is worse? I I don't know. I don't okay. have a read on that yet. All right. All right. Well, guys, another great day. Let's see how much of what we discussed comes to fruition this weekend with our picks, and also we have more sports to talk about because next week this time. They may have the bowls out. Like they may know who's going to what bowl games. I think they will. Yeah. I think by Sunday or Monday they'll have those out. So we'll be able to talk that. I mean, this is a great time to live in Las Vegas right now. You had a boxing match last weekend. You got the NBA final, the NBA in series tournament coming in. Right. In season tournament, apologize, coming into town. You have, uh, you also have a, the legends of basketball here in Las Vegas. That's going to be another. Four game matchup of Gonzaga, SC, Colorado State, and Washington. There is so much sports happening in Las Vegas right now. It's a truly an exciting time to be in Las Vegas. Yeah, and my neighbor sports. and I are going to play cornhole tomorrow. Oh, okay. So that's going on. <laughs> what, what's the yeah, line? The, what, are, are I'm, I'm, my, my neighbor's favorite. He's good. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Vegas Sports Nation, another wonderful show. We'll be definitely back next week. Stay tuned, stay warm, Vegas Sports Nation. We'll be back.